Our scripture reading today is from Matthew chapter 5, verses 21 through 37. You have heard it was said to those of ancient times, you shall not murder, and whoever murders shall be liable to judgment. But I say to you that if you are angry with a brother or sister, you will be liable to judgment. And if you insult a brother or sister, you will be liable to the council. And if you say, you fool, you will be liable to the hell of fire. So when you are offering your gift at the altar, if you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First, be reconciled to your brother or sister, and then come and offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while you are on the way to court with him, or your accuser may hand you over to the judge, and the judge to the guard, and you will be thrown into prison. Truly, I tell you, you will never get out until you have paid the last penny. You have heard that it was said, you should not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery, committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than for your whole body to be thrown into the hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than for your whole body to go into hell. It was also said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give him a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that anyone who divorces his wife, except on the ground of sexual immorality, causes her to commit adultery. And whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard that it was said to those of ancient times, you shall not swear falsely, but carry out the vows you have made to the Lord. But I say to you, do not swear at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by the earth, for it is the footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. Let your word be yes, yes, or no, no. Anything more than this comes from the evil one. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right. Can you all hear me okay on this? this? Yeah? Okay. Well, this is a nice lighthearted text this morning we have. Um, I've learned over the years studying scripture that the moment we think a text is straightforward, we are in danger of missing out on the beautiful complexity of it all. Our text today is just a small portion of the Sermon on the Mount. Of the Mount, sorry. The most well-known sermon Jesus has ever preached. And while we have the head knowledge that it's three chapters long, Matthew 5, 6, and 7, when people think of the Sermon on the Mount, they tend to think of the beginning, which goes, blessed are the fill in the blank. It seems like those are the main words that people can recite, but that's just the beginning of a much longer sermon. 
And aside from that being a powerful message and how it starts off really nice and pleasant, I think it's the repetitiveness of it helps people remember it. But in our text this morning, there's also some repetitiveness. You have heard that it was said, but I say to you. Jesus is taking these commandments and broadening our understanding. To have a commandment that states to not murder someone, which is you've heard it was said, but I say to you, it's not so simple because when you're, even when you're angry with someone, you're liable for judgment to the point that your gifts don't even matter until you work it out with that person. Some of you might be thinking, can we just go back to the law of Moses? That's much easier laws for me to follow. Not murdering someone, I think I could do that. But you're telling me that there's repercussions of having anger towards another person? That's a little too much for me. Jesus cared so deeply for community and all that were oppressed in it. And regarding adultery and divorce, this was all about protecting women and children. Notice how these commandments are talking directly towards men in heterosexual relationships. Who who looks at a woman with lust and whoever divorces his wife. Jesus' teachings on adultery and divorces reinforces the dignity of a woman and warns against a culture of male privilege. In the first century, women were dependent on their fathers and then their husbands for survival. To be used and discarded for another's sexual desires had repercussions. When a woman was raped, she was considered to be damaged goods. Women that were married had this constant worry of being divorced, walking on eggshells, making sure their husbands were always happy so he didn't leave her. In a world where women were treated like property, Jesus' mission allowed women to be disciples. When it came to oaths, seems like a no-brainer, right? Jesus wants his disciples to be people of integrity, people who are faithful to their promises, people who have no need to swear that they are telling the truth because they are truth-tellers. No convincing needed because everyone knows that they are a person of their word. Now, the one main commonality in all four of these commandments that Jesus is asking us to re-examine and consider is maybe the decisions we make don't just affect us. It affects our entire community. And that doesn't really work with our culture and our society, does it? We live in such a dog-eat-dog world, always looking out for number one. And this mindset isn't just in 2023 in Tacoma. Jesus' teachings on looking at the effects of our decision and how that shapes our community, that was even countercultural back in Jesus' time. I actually kind of love the exaggerated language of being thrown into prison if your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. This isn't literal, but it reinforces the seriousness of it. God isn't interested in us keeping the law for law's sake, but rather that God cares that we keep the law for our sake, 
not for my sake, not for your sake, but our community's sake. And even though the idea of something we do affects more than just our own being, and it's not something we really want to be reminded of, but we know this to be true already, right? When someone is murdered, it doesn't only affect the person that no longer breathes, it affects every person that knew them. When a life is lost, no one can replace them because everyone is so unique and wonderfully made. When someone has made a promise to you, maybe they broke a promise before, but they swear they're different now and they won't do it again, but then they break it again, and it just feels like you cannot take another heartbreak. Maybe you find yourself harboring bad feelings over someone and just their presence or even just hearing their name is just annoying to you. And it got to the point where people who you mutually love and care about now have to carry this burden that you two created. We know that the decisions we make and the words we say and the actions we take have a deep ripple effect whether we want to own that realization or not. And although we have understanding of this, we can say, yeah, I get it, all right. Living this out is a whole nother thing. How often have you made a decision without thinking about how it's gonna affect another person? Those moments that we think we have, the decision we make is only for our own accord. Those moments we forget that the kingdom of heaven very well rely on our willingness to think outside, outside of ourselves. Our actions of individual faith actually matter for the person that's sitting right next to you, the left, the right, behind you, in front of you. That what you choose to be in the world, the identities that you choose to embody and embrace when you're out and about, you are the representative of those communities. The weight is real, and the rawness of it all really matters. I don't say this to overwhelm you or to make you fearful or guilt you into anything, but rather, when we all own our parts and embrace one another, we can be encouraging that we are not alone and we are all in this together. When we show each other compassion and love, holding each other accountable, Imagine what can that, that can do for our whole community together. Our relationships matter to God. When Jesus tells us, you have heard, but I say to you, again, it's not to heighten the, that force of the law, but it's to broaden it. It's not to, enough to just refrain from murder. We should all treat each other with respect, and that means not speaking hateful words. It's not enough to just avoid rape and sleeping with someone that's already married. We should also not objectify another person and seeing them as a piece of meat rather than seeing they're a whole human. It's not enough to make proper documentation in regarding divorce. We should not treat people disposable and make sure that the most vulnerable in this culture are most often women and children. Now, please note that there are plenty of valid reasons for divorce, and we don't need to go into that. We all know that, but that's not what we're talking about right here. And it's not enough 
to keep ourselves from swearing falsely or lying to others. We should speak and act truthfully in, the, in all of our dealings so that we don't need to make oaths at all. Our relationships matter to God. The words that come out of our mouth matter to God. Our actions matter to God. Our intentions matter to God. The things that we say no to and the things we say yes to matter to God. God is a relational divine who deeply cares about our community and everyone in it. I would like to give you an open invitation to three things you can do this week or this month or sometime in the near future whenever it can feel like it's being authentic. Think about a relationship in your life that is most important to you, one that is healthy and whole and good and sustains you regularly. Think about what makes that relationship good and why it's so important to you. It's okay if you can't name one. If it's more than one, awesome. And if you can think of several, even if you think of several people, take each individual person and give them their own time 